Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hi, everyone. Brian and Denny here from Spark Rental. So last week, we talked all about real estate contingencies when you make offers, you know, what they are, how they work, you know, why you should be including them in your contract offers. This week, we are back to talking about COVID and the pandemic. I know you guys are sick of hearing about it. We're sick of talking about it. We're sick of hearing about it too. Uh, But, you know, as this second wave gets worse and continues rising, we wanted to talk about the legal liability that landlords and property managers face because there have been some lawsuits introduced around the country. You know, we do live in a litigious society here and, and landlords in particular are very vulnerable to lawsuits. You know, not just during the pandemic, but no. you know, all the time. <laughs> people love to sue landlords. Yeah, I mean, landlords get vilified all the time and people love to sue them. So, Denny, let's jump right in. And by the way, you know, as you guys join us, you know, let us know where you're joining from. We love to, to hear that and have a dialogue with you. So send our questions your way. This is broadcast live. So, Denny, what are some of the legal issues that landlords could face due to COVID-19? Well, I think the the biggest thing that any any business or anything anyone faces is because of you, somebody gets it, you know, so to speak. So landlords are going to be around people because you're showing apartments or you're going to have maintenance technicians go in, there's inspections, whatever other reason it, it, there is to be inside the rental unit while another person is there. Um, those are all kind of, you know, potential liabilities where a a tenant could say, you know, I was fine. I stayed in my apartment. I didn't go out. But as soon as this happened, you know, I I got COVID. So um, there's cases surrounding the travel, you know, sector. And there's a ton of cases in employment. So landlords, like Brian said, People like to sue landlords, so we are not, you know, exempt. It's going to hit us. So, not to mention common areas. That's a whole other. If you, um, even if you have like a duplex, you know, you think, oh, well, I don't manage a large complex with elevators and the whole nine yards. But if you have a duplex, you still have common areas in that duplex, the hallways and whatnot, laundry room maybe. So there, are, there's potential liability there as well. So, absolutely. So, what can landlords and property managers do to limit their their legal liability here to protect themselves from COVID related lawsuits? Well, put your beliefs aside. Whether you believe in mask, <laughs> whether you believe in mask wearing or not, has nothing to do with this. It's protecting yourself. Let's face it. You, do you want to get sued? Do you you want to lose your property? I mean, your investment. So enforce some of these CDC guidelines to at least show that you're you're going above and beyond to ensure the safety of your tenants, your maintenance people, whoever. Um, and to do that, you want to you know enforce mask wearing, you know, social distancing. If you have common areas, put up, you know, it's a 
couple, maybe 20, 30 bucks, throw up the hand sanitizer stations and make sure that you're filling them. Um, another thing is for maintenance people, or if you're going to show an apartment, have people fill out a health assessment. You know, there are some places you can't even walk into without them swiping your uh, temperature now or or they're asking, you know, have you been around anyone who has been affected or so forth and so on. So why not do that yourself to protect yourself in, in all of this? Right. And by the way, we do have a free sample health assessment questionnaire that landlords can yeah, download and use. You know, this is just a basic form. Think of it more as a as a sample than anything else. But uh, we've added a link to that in the comments that you can download as well. And if you're doing this and you're putting it aside, and somebody comes back and says to you, "Well, you know, so and so didn't do anything," and you can say, "Well, I did ask the questions. I did have the my mask on, or whatever." So you're protecting yourself. You're covering your butt, as we say. Well, it's really CYA, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right. So with legal protection, you know, it's worth pointing out that anyone can sue anyone else at any time for any reason. Absolutely. So when you are preventing that as a landlord, you're not preventing lawsuits from coming. You are creating a defense that you can take before a judge before anyone ever sues you and say, you know, look, here are all of the things that I did to to protect our tenants Mm-hmm. and our, our workers and everyone else. So you're, you're trying to build that case preemptively right. to protect yourself. You can't prevent lawsuits from coming, but you can, you can take the steps to prevent uh, losing lawsuits <laughs> preemptively. Definitely. I mean, even with evictions and stuff, you, you do that. You document everything and you try to get, you want to cover yourself so that when you go to court, you're, you know, everything is lined up. And if you don't go out of your way to make sure that you're following your state's guidelines, then you could end up, you know, kind of open and vulnerable to a lawsuit or losing a lawsuit. Right. Now, what about waivers and having tenants sign waivers? Does that work? I mean, what do landlords need to know about that? Waivers are just like an extra cover. So they can't hurt. But they probably would help. Um, so it can't, you know, if you, you you ensure that you're doing all these things and you have your tenants or somebody you're showing an apartment or your maintenance men or, or whoever, if you have them sign a waiver or even put something at this point in new leases and if you can get current tenants to sign something that protects yourself and says that, you know, if you get COVID, you know, um, indemnified pretty much you you can't come after me in this type of thing now will it hold up in court nobody knows but there are times where you know i recently heard of a case where one of those places where you take your kids to jump on the little i've taken my grandkids there the trampolines yeah and they're like all over and there were some kids that got hurt because other kids were being wild and they tried to sue but in the very beginning there was a liability waiver. Well, they they still lost. But it still gives a little bit of extra protection because you don't know. It could help you not lose, which is the name of the game. Right. Every, bit, every little bit helps to CYA, right? Right. Absolutely. Now, can, can landlords limit their 
tenants visitors is that within their legal rights you know can they do it should they do it you know what do landlords need to know about that I mean, landlords can definitely limit parties that we've seen it done. I mean, you, you can't have gatherings of more than whatever in leases so that we don't have loud noises and whatnot. So there is that in a lease that you can definitely um, use to help. Now, can you say that you can't have any more than four people in your home? I, I don't think. I think that would be challenged. But... I think that you can suggest things. And I think the more that you suggest within reason, the more, again, that you're covering yourself. So if you are trying to limit the amount of people in one apartment, then, you know, and they don't listen, and then somebody gets it, it still covers your butt because you tried. You tried. No, that makes, makes total sense. So by the way, we added a link in the comments here to a sample COVID waiver that landlords can have their tenants sign. And you definitely want to have an attorney look at this, but if you want to include it in a lease, it might be an, I mean, we're in a different world now. We all say 2020, but the likelihood is it could go into 2021. And, And who knows if something like this isn't going to come down the pike again. So why not have something in your leases that's going to protect you just in case? Absolutely. Well, are there any other ways that landlords can protect themselves from lawsuits uh, or protect their tenants from exposure? Uh, any any final thoughts here? I, I definitely think that we got to do a couple different things. You don't want to hide your head in the sand. So keep an eye on what's going on, especially your state. New York has got already some cases or a case that I definitely saw, but I think there's going to be more. Um, lawsuits, you mean? Lawsuits, landlords. yes. Um, so you want to make sure that you're keep an eye on these things because knowledge is power at this point and you want to, you don't want to put your head in the sand. There will be precedents coming up. We're going to see legal precedents coming up out of this in, in all sectors. So, you know, get knowledgeable on this, have a plan definitely. And, and make sure your plan is used all around the same for everyone so that you don't face a discrimination issue either. So that's another thing. Um, You know, put the sanitation things around, be an extra, you know, give, give some of your tenants some sanitizer to be nice or whatever. It's, you know, the stupid little things like that. Make sure that you know about the privacy laws. Um, You can't divulge who, like if a tenant tells you, unless they say, I don't care, but even then I would be careful. You don't want to say, you know. You can't share that information. No, you don't want to say the tenant in AB has COVID and and whatever. So you got to be careful with that too. And um, be very careful to keep personal, political, whatever views out of this because the number one thing is protecting your renters, which is protecting your property. Right. Absolutely. And we do have a question here from uh, Christina Colon, who asked if we have a link to the news about the uh, the New York lawsuit against the landlord, the COVID lawsuit against the landlord in New York. I, <clears throat> I will get that for you, Christina, if you could send your um, email to support at sparkrental.com it's um it's not a full-blown case yet but it is some it's a case in the making and it was basically against the landlord for being negligent and taking precautions so 
I will send that to you. All right. Denny, any final thoughts about how landlords can protect themselves and their properties uh, legally against lawsuits from, um, from tenants here? No, I think just pretty much what we went over. CYA, say it over and over to yourselves. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, Denny, thanks for for sharing that with us today. And in scary times, (laughs) uh, stay safe, everyone. Absolutely. And send us your tip or your comments for what you want to hear about next Tuesday. Try to talk about what is most important to you as a real estate investor, as a landlord. Have a great week. See you later, everyone. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.